Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Katie, and welcome to Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Menke, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I know that self-love is not monolithic. Self-love can manifest as creativity, movement, fashion, food, travel, sexuality, and I want to support women as they maneuver through all the dimensions of their self-love journey. This podcast will be the place for all things self-love, self-care, and self-development. Let's all get our self-love on. Hello, beautiful souls. My name is Kendall Merritt. I am the founder of Soul Saturations and the host of Soul Saturations, the podcast. This episode is a co-creative episode for katieminky.com and the podcast, Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Minky. I invite you to step into this energetic container with me. And if you are able, please close your eyes and ground yourself into the present moment. As you take a few deep breaths, come into this space of your physical body and the energy that surrounds you, giving so much gratitude to be here now. Notice any thoughts, any feelings, any sensations that are present for you right here, right now, and lovingly with awareness, bring your attention to what that is. And without judgment, starting to recognize how you're feeling. What are those thoughts? What sensations are present? With no judgment or not trying to prove anything or celebrate anything, lovingly bring your attention and awareness here. As you step into this container, start to settle your energy. Start to bring your energy back to you from wherever it may be. And we ask for the support of our guides that are of only the light to bring forth all of our energy so that we can be in alignment to the highest and greatest good for all beings. We do this with so much love and so much gratitude. And so it is. So this month on katieminky.com, we are talking all about communication. So the lens that I want to look through communication is how do we make communication sacred? We have spent our entire lives growing up and learning that in order to be an effective communicator, we have to ask for what we need or communicate what we really want so that people can understand us. And while there is absolutely a time and a place for healthy and effective communication, I also want to offer another perspective to consider, especially as we look at polarized relationships. So the lineage of teaching that I follow is from the lineage of David Data and John Wineland. And so we do a lot of work around communication and expressing our energy and our needs. And one of the things that David talks a lot about is the three stages. And John Wineland has his perspective of it. And I think it's really applicable here because when we look at healthy communication, that tends to be where we spend a lot of our our time focusing um, 
in both life, business, any type of relationships. But when we look at the three stages, the first stage, as David calls it, is when we're focused on our own desires, needs, what our experience is. So John calls this the selfish stage. And this is not selfish as a bad way. We want to avoid thinking of things as good, bad, right, wrong. But when we look at things as when we're being selfish, we're really looking at ourself and what our perspective and belief is. So it's the things that we need most is when we're looking at the first stage or the selfish stage. The second stage is what David uh, calls looking at both person's needs. So it's not your needs or the other person's, it's both of your needs. And so this is where John talks a lot about having super healthy communications. This is the healthy phase where you're really looking at it as mine and yours or my experience and the other person. And so this is where we can talk a lot about about structures and different tools to integrate in our communication when we actually have to have a healthy conversation. And most of the things that we've been taught and how to communicate in relationships is healthy. But what that means is it's not always sexy. So when we can start to make communication sacred, that's where we're getting into what David calls the third stage and John calls it the sacred place where we are actually making art with our communication, our needs, the present moment, and we're doing things that will liberate love in the moment. So if we think about the greater purpose in communicating in general, we always want to really think about why it's important. And our why in having communication and being able to express our needs is to create safety within ourselves, within the way that we relate to the world around us and, and those that we're relating to, but also so that we can express the full range of our emotions and expression and be whole in who we are. So we need all three of these stages to really create a, a complete picture of what we need and how to communicate. So it takes that first stage of being selfish and reflecting of what do I need? What do I want? What am I trying to communicate here? And the second stage is to say, well, how do I take what I need and relate it to either my partner or the world or somebody in a work situation, whatever that may be, we need to be able to look at both of the needs that are involved. And the third stage is really to start to make art, to really make everything sacred and to honor the flow of love and what liberates love most in the moment. So as we are looking at communication, one of the things that has really resonated most for me in my practice and my learning and this journey of becoming a, a really effective communicator and honoring communication in a way that is sacred is to come back into my heart and making sure that my heart is open in communication. So sometimes we have to have conversations and we have to communicate things that aren't always easy to communicate. And if we're doing that with a closed 
heart, then the way that it is received, the energy that comes with it can sometimes feel hard to digest or hard to metabolize. So whatever you do when it comes to your communication, I invite you to keep the thought of, is my heart open? So a simple way to think about this is your yeses and your nos. So think about saying yes with an open heart. What does that feel like as it resonates in your body? What sensations are present? Can you feel the expansion in your heart space? Then think about saying no with an open heart. Because saying no is something that we all need to practice and being able to honor from boundaries is to be able to communicate our no's. But when we can do a no with a close or with, I'm sorry, with an open heart, then that is more digestible and people can understand the deeper purpose underneath what we're communicating with our open hearted no. Then to give you the sensation and the contrast is to think about communicating a yes with a closed heart. So when you think about yes, yes, I'll do it, but your heart is closed, it can be a little bit more cutting and abrasive. And again, it's harder to digest because the closure around your heart. Then think about a no with a closed heart. That can be incredibly fierce and it's really, it's missing the deeper purpose of serving love in the moment. So take a moment after you listen to this podcast, or I invite you to go ahead and pause it and think about how each of these land in your physical body. What are the sensations that are present with both an open-hearted yes and no and a closed-hearted yes and no? That can give you a beautiful anchor point as you are thinking about all of your communication. So to really drop into the muscles of your heart, connect into the root of your heart, think about opening and expanding as love will give you more open-hearted communication so that it is easy for the world around you to digest that information and really start to metabolize it on a cellular level so that they can integrate it into their being. So as we're looking at these different types of communication and relationships, we also have to keep in mind that if we're looking to create polarity within our relationship, where one person is amplifying the more masculine energy, that masculine pull of our energy, and one person is surrendering into the feminine, this is an important piece to consider when it comes to communication. Because as we're creating polarity in our communication, the masculine the being, whoever that could be, it is not gender specific. So whoever is amplifying that masculine pull is going to hold the structure of your communication, is going to lead it in a way that creates the safety and the structure for the communication to then flow and the emotion and the energy from that of the feminine being. And when we are in that second stage, that healthy communication, we can switch these poles, we can switch the polarity so that both partners, both people are able to be heard in a really beautiful and powerful way. So 
when we are looking to create polarity in our relationships and when it comes to energy, again, that second stage, while sometimes very necessary, isn't always the way to create the most polarity, that charge, that juice, that sexual energy that flows between two beings. When you have a person amplifying the masculine and one person surrendering into the feminine. So this is where we start to dive deeper into that third stage, making art with our needs and communicating in less of a verbal communicate directly what you need, but really being able to expand the energy and create flow, do things that allow love to be liberated in the moment. So this could look like singing a song, doing a cheer, or being integrating a playful little dance or something that could really liberate love in the moment. And the reason why David talks about them in terms of first stage, second stage, third stage, is we need all three stages to get to the sacred, to get to the third stage. So we have to be selfish and understand our first stage needs so that we can then have a healthy communication in that second stage and consider both people that are integrated into this relationship and communication in order to start to make art and make art at that third stage. So all of these pieces beautifully integrate together. So in order to make your communication sacred, we have to think about where we're coming from, what is our purpose in this communication? I talk a lot about the intentionality framework. So our purpose, our intentions, and our impact is really helpful when we are looking at the reflection of our first stage in what do we want this communication to look like? And how do we start to make it healthy as we consider the other person's needs? And the more we build that muscle and we deepen our capacity to hold the energy in the second stage, the more we can create art and make our communication sacred in that third stage. So I want to give you a couple of different structures to practice more of this second stage communication. So of course, we've talked that the first stage is that healthy reflection for, or that selfish reflection for yourself, looking at your intentionality framework of purpose, intention, and impact. Then our second stage is where we're getting into healthy communication. We're communicating with another being about a certain situation. So a framework that I think is so useful and so easy to use is to break things down from the perspective of when you, whatever that may be, I think And our thoughts tend to be a full sentence or more than one word. So when you do something, I think blank. The next piece is I feel. And your feelings are one word. It's an emotion. It's I feel frustrated, uh, scared, angry, joyful, whatever that feeling may be. And then the piece you can add is, I want to. What is your immediate response? What do you want to do? And then we can make it a little bit deeper by saying, I'm afraid or my fear is. So oftentimes when we are trying to communicate things, a lot of resistance can come up if we have a a fear or something that we're afraid of. And so to own that and claim that and integrate that as part of our wholeness, we can can take responsibility for that and be able to honor the vulnerability that comes from some of this communication. 
And then the last piece is I desire or I need or I want. So the, the pieces of this framework is when you, I think, I feel, I want to, I'm afraid of, and my desire. So an example that I, I love to share when I'm teaching this to clients is I think about the example with my own partner and I. So one of the things that tends to frustrate me is when my partner is on his phone when we're at dinner. So the way I would integrate this framework is I would say, when you are on your phone at dinner, I think you're a fucking asshole. And why would I waste my time coming to dinner with you when you're sitting here on your phone? I feel frustrated and agitated, but underneath that, I'm really hurt and I'm sad. I want to take your phone and throw it across the room but really, I'm afraid that you may not want to spend time with me, that I'm not important enough for you to prioritize this. And what I really desire is that when we're spending time together at dinner, that our attention and our presence is focused on each other so that we can really take time to deeply communicate. So instead of my closed hearted communication being like, you're a fucking asshole, get off your phone. I can keep my heart open and fully express from the second stage of being really healthy in what I need. So when you, I think, I feel, I want to, I'm afraid and I desire. So again, when we're communicating, the more we can keep our heart open, the easier it is for the other person that we're communicating with to digest that information. And there's a really beautiful framework called the Intentional Dialogue Framework. This was developed by Harvel Hendricks and Helen LaKelly Hunt. Um, and the intentional dialogue is a beautiful structure that, again, allows you to create safety. So there's three key parts when it comes to the intentional dialogue. The first part is to mirror back what the other person is saying. So to, in a sense, you could repeat word for word what the other person is saying so that you make sure you're actually hearing what they say. And you would go back and forth in this process until you have cleanly and effectively communicated what you're feeling. Now, when you're mirroring things, it's, it's important to keep your sentences short and simple and concise so that the other person actually can mirror that back to you. But it also helps us get clear on what our communication is. The next piece of the intentional dialogue framework is to validate what the person says. And, you know, to really think of that as those three magic words of that makes sense. So when we're validating somebody, it doesn't mean that we have to agree with them. We're just acknowledging the fact that this is their perspective and this is important for them. So again, the intentional dialogue, the first part is to mirror, the second part is to validate, and the third part is to empathize. So this takes building some muscle around really empathizing with the other person of where they're coming from. And again, you don't have to agree with them, but it is about empathizing based on their experience. So this is really integrating that second stage of being really healthy to look at the other person that you're communicating with and saying, wow, this 
this is probably how it's feeling. And to put yourself in their shoes and think about expanding your emotional intelligence and your feeling awareness into the other being to truly empathize with them. So as you are looking at this intentional dialogue framework of mirroring, validating, and empathizing, the first couple of times that you would sit down to have an intentional dialogue, it can feel kind of clunky. It can feel kind of awkward. And it takes a little bit of practice for this to become a muscle and more of your habitual way of communicating. So as we're looking at communication in general, there's a handful of things I want to just circle back and wrap up here. First of all, making the time to communicate, making it a priority. So my couple's coaching program called Priority Partnership, we dive deep into communication and we talk about a lot of these different communication structures and spend the time working through it so that we can start to build the muscle. But if we're going to prioritize our partnership, if we're going to communicate healthy communication, we actually have to make the time to do so. The other piece in really making the time to communicate is making sure that the other person is in a place that they can receive the information. So if you want to have an intentional dialogue and follow a little bit more structured framework to create extra safety, being able to say, hey, babe, I want to have an intentional dialogue with you. When can we make that happen in the next 24 hours? So 24 hours tends to be enough time to allow people to have that selfish stage of reflection and really understanding their own perspective and taking responsibility to then have a second stage healthy conversation while you're not ignoring or avoiding things or letting things last too long so that the fire and energy frustration can kind of fester. So again, our communication is a muscle that we build. And the more that we practice moving through these different stages, being bringing that awareness to how we communicate, the more we can make our communication sacred. Creating safety in our communications allows us to express our full range of emotions and we should feel safe communicating with our partners, with our friends, with our family to share how we feel and what that experience really looks like. And the more we build this muscle with second stage, healthy communications, following those different communication structures, the more we can start to make our communication sacred, the more polarity we can create. And we can bring in more of that yummy, juicy, delicious flow of sexual energy that is our natural state. So I hope that this gave you some things to reflect on and I would be so, so honored to hold space for you if you want more information on how to make communication sacred, how to integrate this into your partnerships and relationships, because it takes a lot of courage to do this work, to be brave, to have these types of communication. And I am right here with you on every step of the journey. 
I have so much gratitude for you and for the community of katieminky.com. If you want more information, feel free to DM me on Instagram at soul saturations or send me an email. So I hope you are having a beautiful, beautiful day and thanks so much. I can't wait to talk to you soon. I'm Katie Minky, and this has been Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Minky, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow me on Instagram at Katie Minky or visit my website at katiemankey.com. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another episode of Make That Ish Beautiful with Katie Minky, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.